Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Back in separate separate places. It's upsetting, but I'm happy that we get the in-person ones we get. Not for long either, though. Exactly. It's a little hiatus. I'll be back there in a couple weeks for... uh, Right after the All Star Game, so we'll have some cool stuff to talk about there, and um, I'll be there for that's going to be sick too. Basically, a full week in Anaheim this time, but yeah, no man, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait going to both Skills and and yeah. the All Star Game. Um, probably try to check out some of the festivities around. If you're there and you're going, you have to. Well, one ticket gets you into yeah, both. It's good. I'm glad you're hitting it at all. Yeah, which is genius. And the L- the MLB would never because no they way. have to. <laughs> yeah. They lose so much money. Yeah, I- I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to getting back. I mean, it was snowing all day today, so I'm I'm looking forward to going back to the West Coast at some point soon to uh, hopefully not have to deal with it. That. Hasn't it, it, it? It it has been raining since you were gone. Today was the first time we saw sun in a while. But I know that's not to complain about the snow comparison. I get it. But uh, yeah, it's been pretty uh, uncharacter uncharacteristically wet over for like here. a month so now. Yeah, like it was 100%. pouring when I got it's, there. Uh, the most rain I've seen. Yeah, yep. And then and then we, weirdly, you brought the sun, and that that was the last time it hit seventy. Was that first day you arrived? You're welcome. And then it didn't do that again while you were here, and it hasn't done it since. Well, I guess I just have to come back. That's what it is. Um, but we got plenty of stuff Let's to talk go. about today. Uh, we had we have a lot of Bruins stuff to catch up on. Uh, we have some Celtic stuff to catch up on as well. And I mean, I'm I, I don't even really know where, where to start. I guess we start with what we've missed. So we'll talk about the Bruins and the Celtics games today on Monday um, towards the end because there's so many good things to talk about between the two of those games. But there is a handful of things to talk about prior to that. So. Let's get into a little bit of, uh, of actually, you know what? Let's get into the Bruins first, and we'll talk a little bit about the the Seattle game. We'll talk about the Toronto game, and then we'll we'll kind of ease into some Celtic stuff. So, I, we, you and You're, I, haven't talked at all about the Seattle game. No, no, yeah, I'm I'm happy we're gonna get into it here. Uh, probably the the. I don't know how to put this properly. Probably the worst the Bruins have looked all year, which is honestly a blessing uh, in its own way, but something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that that for me, uh, when I was at that game, I really did feel like it was the worst game that we played all year. And, and, and there have been games that we've lost, and there have been games that we've lost in overtime, but that was our first home loss. So that's another thing that, you know, is kind of a big deal. Um, but also... Also, shut out. Yeah, exactly. That was the weirdest part. I mean, obviously, first time I think we've been shut out this year, and it just doesn't feel – it felt like they were off. I don't know if it was coming home from the West Coast and having – like, you know, they had three days off between games, I think, from when they got home. So maybe it was too much rest. I mean, I feel like this team is a well-oiled machine, and they just need to keep going. Um, there was a little bit of rust You and there. I have feared rest with the Bruins for a while. Yes. Uh We've never brought it up this year. It's it's a commonplace with at least our fandom, and I, I'd imagine in this podcast now. But uh, yeah, I I didn't think to fear rest. I think they earned it and deserved it. But they definitely looked like there were some cobwebs to shake off, and they didn't shake them. Yeah, and it was a whole lot of like the puck was bouncing exactly in Seattle's direction. And they, let's give them credit where it's due. I mean, Seattle's on a on a tear right now. I think they just set a record for most road wins or something it was i forget what the exact stat was but they won like seven games straight on the road first i think it was the yeah and i think it's the first nhl team to do that in history i'm pretty sure which is impressive so it was it was the it's incredible good kudos to them and honestly like uh i think you and i are big proponents of the grow the game aspect uh this is the newest franchise awesome it's great i mean i hate that we were a part of it it would have been cool to spoil it, but at the end of the day, good on you, Seattle. You're a much better team than you put together last year, and uh, you, now you have an NHL record under your belt. 
well, yeah, and I mean, look, we can't win every game as much as we think we can, and as much as it's like, you know, it seems that way lately, it's just, it's just not, it's impossible. I mean, there's going to be off nights, and this was an off night, and the fact that they didn't score one goal was the strangest part of the whole thing. Like, I, I can, I can take a loss, but it just felt like, you know, nobody has made us come close to scoring to not scoring at all. I mean, we're at least getting one plus every single game. So it's like, it just felt odd. Like I, I, I get the loss is the loss, but not getting any goals when we were kind of all around the net. And at the very end, obviously we put the pressure on like normal, but um, it was a little too late and it just felt strange. But you know, I, I think that it's a learning experience for this team. Obviously they kind of need to lose a game here and there to, to be able to have something to work on and to be able to have something to be like, you know, that's we don't like that feeling and we want to work on all these things and be better. Um, so I think that if, as far as losing goes, then that was kind of like a a good thing for them to build off of. Um, that was and, a that was a glass of cold water to the face. Right. And they surely did build off of that. I mean, the Toronto game was high energy the entire time, felt like a playoff game. Um, that, that game was one of the most fun games so far this season, for sure. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of like back and forth between the two teams. Um, obviously the, the score was close. We ended up winning it at the very end because of a shot by Grizzly with like less than two minutes left. Um, so it, it was it was a great game. Like if you like hockey and you don't care about either team, then you would have had a great time watching that game. Yes, that was, yeah. I mean, you, you, you summed it perfectly before that, a playoff hockey vibe. Amazing. From start to finish. I mean, that is the exact game that you want on a Saturday night in Boston against a team like Toronto. Like as much as we hate on Toronto, it's always fun to play against them. Typically we win. Usually in the regular season, they kind of have our number here and there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just that is the exact game that you want as a Bruins fan on a Saturday night. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I was happy you were able to see that. Um, I wanted it, too, you know. It's just like I'm glad we're not talking about a shout-out from Toronto. Me too. And maybe we're not taking it on the chin as much. But, you know, we're, we're acknowledging, like, and you and I believe in this more than I think your average fan in general. But, like, you got to know what losing feels like. You got to know what being down feels like. And I know this Bruins team has been down, and everyone talks about how when they're down a goal or two girl goals or even three, they still fully feel like they're in it. And they've shown out to, you know, they've made those comebacks this year. But... You know, this team's got to figure it out. And, like, especially after cobwebs like that, like, that's a perfect, like, and again, I know how far down the road I'm running with this, but that's a good, like, oh, if you, you make it through the first round, you might have a big break. You got to come out smashing people. You always got to come out smashing people. And they, they were tired. And, hey, listen, they, they swept California, you yep. know? Like, like, I get that you were tired, but, you know, they got that extra break, and it's, I'm with you. I, and I I just think, like, the extra break probably hurt a little bit in its own way, but you know, it'll be good in the long run, but it it did not help for that Seattle game last Thursday. You know, what's interesting. And I don't know if this is, uh, I think we're going to end up seeing more of this in the future, but I I noticed a lot today. And I know I said, we'll get into the today's game uh, in a little bit and we will, but I I started noticing that in the first period or, or at the beginning of the game, they were kind of limiting Bergeron and Marshan. and, And I was like, is this their, form of load management like are they trying to limit their shifts a little bit um because this we're at that point in the season about halfway a little bit over halfway where um it's like this is where the grind really happens and so are they already starting to limit at least ice time a little bit here because i wonder if that has something to do with like you know getting time off and and trying to you know especially with some of these older guys like going on the West Coast trip and then coming back and then having another game. Like, none of these guys are super old, but I'm sure that it is, it's wear and tear on them from years of doing it, and it's, like, exhausting. And 
I wonder if they're already starting to kind of manage Bergeron, specifically Bergeron, um, because you can't make a deep playoff run without Bergeron, Marchand, Pasta, all those guys being um, in top form. And I think that Pasta's, he's his own beast. Like he's an energizer bunny, if you want to call it that. Like he he's double shifting, he's doing all this stuff. I don't, you know, they're letting him play as much as he wants, but um, I just, you know, we we need that in the playoffs. So I'm wondering if they're going to start doing that now. Yeah, I mean, Pasta's got his own drum. I mean, we, we talked about it a little before we started recording, but I loved the behind the B for uh, the Winter Classic this year, and just like the way Pasta comes out. And the way he's just like he's not in his usual locker room, but he's still finding his his own antics, and even it's just like hitting the wall and like getting pumped and everything. Just like that guy can bring it no matter what's going on. Yeah, but that's a rare breed. That's a rare individual. That's a rare thing to have out of a guy, especially a guy who's like Pasternak. So, which you gotta find the other ways that everyone else can get it and keep it alive. Even more reason why. This is so frustrating that there's no contract in place yet because this guy needs to stay here for his whole career. I mean, he is he is a, exactly what you want as a fan. He's he's entertaining on the ice. He's entertaining off the ice. Genuinely a good person. Like, all of the things, he's just fun all the time. So, like, the fact that there is... I, I know that it's, it's crazy to think that they might not re-sign him or whatever it is, but... There is an, a potential for him to be gone at the end of this season because there is no contract locked in. It's so frustrating, and it's and it's honestly, as a Bruins fan, it's it's a scary thing to think about. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked a bit about it here and there. I am, I just I don't at this point I don't think it's going to happen until the off season, and I know that's what is horrifying because. Anyone can throw contracts at him, but I think he's a little bit of a rock in a hard place with how it's like, yeah, I mean, money doesn't matter. I want to win. What are you going to do to make this team grow after these old guys are out? Right. I don't know. I I, I still have a good good amount of confidence. We, we started our season of Balcony Chatter talking about this season. Uh, giving you a one to ten scale of when you would be concerned, and I just think in a way that's kind of morphed. Like right now, you should be petrified. I am but because they're playing so good. Yeah, you're petrified, but I don't think you're as scared as you would be if we're a middling team, not a top of the league team. You know, there's a little, there's a weird sense of security in winning to me, and maybe I'm a fool for that. I don't know. Obviously, I'd rather have him locked in. I guess. I'm at the point where I just don't think it's realistic. Before the season's at, I'll be I'll be not shocked but pretty surprised if we lock down Pajanak before the season ends. I, I just, know that's not going to help you sleep. You got to you, you got to be on the same page as me in thinking that if this doesn't get done and if they don't re-sign him and if he walks away especially for free that this has to be top one of the top I guess you could call it like blunders or dropping the ball in Boston sports history, right? Like it's one thing to trade away a guy like you yeah, traded I mean, away ho- hockey history, getting, getting anything like, yeah, put it, put it anywhere. Letting Mookie go and all that was, you know, that was a thing, but letting a guy walk away for free is a whole other thing. Like at we least, didn't let Mookie go. We we still got some assets out th- of him. That's you what at I'm least saying. Kike Hernandez and Vasquez. Right. Like you're not getting that with Pasternak. No, it, no exactly. you might get a draft pick compensation, maybe if you're lucky. Right, and and that's what I'm it's saying. Worse, it's, like, it's worse than that. I just like, but the situation is much more difficult. I don't know. It's just like I get why he's not signed right now, and it will be a blunder. But it'll just be unfortunate that that's how the cards played. I just I don't think he's going to sign now because we can't prove to him that we're good in four years or three years. It's just I don't know. It's it's tricky. I I kind of get where he's at. I just I buy into the program and maybe this is just helping myself sleep at night. But I buy into the program that he's going to want to roll with this city. He's going to want to roll with this team. We just got to show him that we're on board with being good beyond this year. 
Do you think that the Zaka re-signing helps the case to sign Pasta? I hope it does, but I, I, I have no reason. And believe me, I'm not like in the locker room and I don't, I'm not in the know in that regard, but I, that doesn't make me necessarily feel better about landing pasta by any means. No, I, I, I think it should, but it, it's not like, Oh, Zaka's here. Well, let me it, sign. I think it does for me because I think that's a good step. I think it's a good step in the right direction. Sure. But that doesn't ease me. I think that eases you. I think that eases you to the level that I'm already eased at pre-signing. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I like, think I, I I have a lot of blind faith in in Pasternak sticking around, and I think that's just like an added case or an added piece of evidence for my case. Uh, but that doesn't push, you know, that doesn't push the meter any more than I already had it. I think for you, it pushes the meter more towards where I already was. Okay, that and that's that's fair. I I but I do also want to say that I think that that's a great signing. Not not only do I like Zaka a oh, lot. It, oh yeah, but by the way, that that's the and I hope that was clear for my thing. That's the assumption there. It's a fantastic deal. I just like to think that Pasta was already leaning this way. And but yeah, those those are that's one of the I think three tiered steps that you need to take to show Pasta like you're serious about a serious future. Sure. And yeah, long live Zaka here. I like. I, I want him to be a part of this team. He's been fantastic all year. He's been fantastic since he signed. <laughs> like, look what he did today. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I I like to think that it, it, all that's to say that is not to downplay that signing from from where I'm at with Pasta. Massive signing. Super stoked about it. But I I like to think that he was you know expecting that part or whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the case. I just think that, you know, you're paying basically 4.5 or 4.75 or whatever for four years. That's a great depth signing for a guy who's going to play on your second line. I mean, think about in this league, there's probably not a lot of top talent that are getting paid for four and a half million or even, you know, 4.75, whatever it is. Look what we have on the third line. Right. Look what we have on the second line. Look what we have on the fourth. Yeah, no, it's that's that's a steal. In this in this roster alone, right? Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm glad that they got it done. I didn't I didn't know that that was even like in the works because it's it just didn't seem no, like yeah. a thing that was a priority at the time. But you know, I'm I'm psyched. If it's on the table right there, I it feels like one of those ones where the agents like, hey, he'll do this right now if you do this right now. And the Bruins were like, uh, yeah, what? Yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. here it is, and sign the dotted line. Yeah, totally it's a it's it it is a steal and that dude is not i don't think that dude's about to plateau like zaka is on the rise and we're getting him locked down at this <laughs> honestly i think it's a bad move for him career-wise like it's that good of a steal for the bruins but hopefully it gets him a couple cups we'll find out a cup one cup two cups three cups whatever but do you know, uh do you know how old he is happy to have zaka no take a guess how old do you think he is just on a four-year deal. Man. If I, dude, I, I don't even know. Like he's young, isn't he? You think he's 30? You think he's 22? Like which end of this which end of that I'll are we split on? The, I'll split the difference. I'll split the difference there. We'll call him 26. He's 25. So he could get a nice contract after this That's as well. He could, but Let's call a spade a spade here. He kind of signed his prime away there. Yes and no. I mean, let's be real. You really think that somebody was going to give yes, him a yes six, and no. six or eight-year deal? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying three to four at this price. I don't. I, I think free agency is going to run him better than that. He's Especially not with the cap going up. Now. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's it's a unique thing to like his next contract. He's pushing 30. He's 25 now. You know, I think it really does speak to the I, I think it really has a lot to do with the the dynamic in Boston where like everybody on the, specifically the Bruins, like they take less money or they want to be in this place because the fans love them and, and the fans support and the players love to play with each other. The locker room has this like vibe to it that people all over the league are like it's it's something that you don't see in other places. 
you know, players have come in here and Felino even, I'm pretty sure he had said earlier in the season, like this is not, I haven't really seen a team like this before as far as everybody's a group, everybody's one, like they are all together. And I think that goes a long way in wanting to play in this type of environment is players will either take a pay cut or just take what they're willing, what they're able to get. Cause that's not a bad deal for him, but it is definitely in my opinion, if he continues playing the way that he's playing, it's an underpayment. It's definitely an underpayment. And I understand what you're saying, but also we're both saying we don't know what this team looks like in two years based sure. off of retirements, right? signings and everything like that. So he he's more vested. Right. He is buying into the fact that this is a place he's going to want to stay in two years for one to two more years. Right. It's, it's unique. Well, and I think maybe that does have something to do I'm with pasta as well. It. Great signing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. May, hey, maybe he knows something. Maybe maybe you should be happier about this. I'm know. dude. I'm happy. I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm not happy. I just. I have my worries. No, you I, know how it is. But I mean, in regards to our boy, eighty-eight. Yeah, of course, of course. I know. I do think the winning has quelled you a bit, but yeah, there's. There's work to be done still in terms of longevity. Speaking of, real quick before we move on, I, I did want to say one more thing about the Toronto game. Um, there was a, a an older guy, probably, I don't know, maybe 60, in a Toronto jersey at the game, after the game, and people were like, you know, everyone's high-fiving, everyone's having a good time, and he goes, you guys just wait. Just wait till the playoffs. You just wait till the playoffs. I'm like, what are we waiting for? Like you want to you want to play us because that one that's not going to happen. But two, what are we waiting for? You guys to make it to the second round? Like I don't understand what he was trying to get at there. But it was hilarious because it's like so, okay, so you're either going to get slapped by us or you're going to get slapped by Tampa or Carolina or whoever you end up playing. Like I don't I don't understand the logic there. Just wait, wait till the yeah, playoffs. I mean. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a that's a dark individual. I feel for him a little. I'll uh, wait. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> I'll, I'll be waiting. Oh uh, man, I I I'd, 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 I'd take them in every round of the playoffs for real. I take them four times over. I'm not. If the playoffs started today, I'll take anybody. To that individual. Yeah, hundred percent. They are. I just. I'm not. Even if even if the Bruins were like fighting for a wild card spot, I'm not. Afraid you want that matchup, Toronto? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gimme, gimme. So yeah, we'll wait. We'll be waiting, bud. Well, there was a lot. There was a lot with the game today. Um, but let's let's jump over. Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk some Celtics real quick, and then we can talk about. Um, we can wrap it up with, we do have another call from our boy, the Badger, which we, oh, can, whoa. we can take whenever you, want, whenever you, you want feel. You want to do post-Celtics with that? Let's do it. Let's do that before we switch over. But yeah, we can, we can keep, let's, let's do that before we do <laughs> before we get, before we get too deep into non-Ganillo Gal, <laughs> Gallinari. So I, I don't know what to expect here. Typically I, I, I have listened to them ahead of time um, and you haven't. But we're both going into this one cold. Yes. I have a feeling he's going to be Let's upset go. because, you know, we didn't hear from him last week. Um, so right. I'm interested to see what we got here. I don't know if it's going to be hot takes. I don't know if it's going to be cold takes. But let's see what we got. I was worried his wife had taken him out because he did end up buying a, a, a male wallet. <laughs> he must be up on winnings in, in gambling. He ended yeah, to the point where he's buying the Louis Vuitton or whatever men's uh, wallet Patrice got for everyone for his wife. Yeah, the yeah. men's wallet for his wife. But good, and good to have him back. Yeah, let's see what he's got this week. Hey, fellas, how are you? Uh, sorry I missed you last week. Uh, new Year, new Badger. So I'm I'm, I'm uh, starting <laughs> to lose a few pounds. So I'm not drinking any beers. Um, yeah. Only hot alcohol. Oh, okay. uh, nice. Yeah, his version. His version of a dry January. The front row. Uh, the only thing I got to badger you fellas about is is 
It's nice to see Elmark yeah. and uh, Montgomery get the all-star nods. Do you think Pasta got stubbed a little bit on this one? You know, I feel like he probably could have got a look. Also, I got a big problem with the fact that you guys didn't even mention that DeBrusque Oh, oh boy. <laughs> you know, I don't think that Chris Wagner's the guy we should have pulled up. We got a kid down there, Georgie uh, Merkelov, something like that. He's got 20 <laughs> points or so, like 22 years old. Why don't we bring a kid up like that? And if not him, is there someone else down there we could have given a look to? Um, aside from that, you know my take on the Celtics. I They're playing well, but uh, you know I don't trust them. Is there anyone that we're looking to bring in? As a trade with you know the Noah Vonleh, they 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 got rid of him to open up some some cap room. I think is there okay. someone we're looking That's to bring fair. in? That's fair. I'll give it. Who back. should that be? All right, thanks guys. I uh, I'll talk to you soon. Wow. Wow. I he really pivoted there into a good Celtics take. I yeah. was laughing, but then it was like, yeah, that is a good point. Um, wow. Uh, There's a lot to yeah, unpack. Yeah, so we didn't bring up Jakey D. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, First of all, New Year, New Badger. Uh, his dry January is just no beer, so he can keep losing weight. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. That's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so good. Um, I had a feeling he was going to be. I knew we didn't talk about DeBrusque. I had a feeling he was going to be upset about that. So he's a, he's a big fan. I can't believe his Celtics take. All right, let's unpack his Bruins, and we'll use yep. him as a transition into the Celtics. I got a, I got a problem with with one of the takes here. DeBrusque played very well. He has been playing very well all season. I am very upset that he's he's hurt. Um, but you know the good thing is that there's so much depth on this team that it gives him the opportunity to heal and get better. And I hope that they don't rush him back because that's going to be a major problem if they end up rushing him back and then he gets hurt again and then he's out until playoffs or through playoffs or whatever it is, you know, you need that energy. You need that depth scoring. They saw that with Seattle. It was like they were one piece away on a couple lines there because they were kind of mixing things up from really putting one in the back of the net. And I think that missing DeBrusque was a huge part of that. And I know we didn't talk about it. Um, I'm sure that we talked about him being the the, the hero in the Winter Classic. Um, so we did. Shout out to JD. Massively. Cannot wait for him to come back. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I get that we didn't talk about it, but we also had a really successful road trip as well without him. Um, and it over it was you were here. It was overshadowed, you know, <laughs> not to call you out, my my friend. Oh, but, you know, one of us is higher on the JD train than the other, but the other one's coming around. Okay, coming around. I've I've been I've been pro JD. Oh my god! Since he rescinded this. Hey, okay. I'm no, not yep, you yep. Out. no, no, I'm not no, 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 no. Go ahead. But you know, we, we had distractions. We had a whole road trip to talk about. It was an unfortunate thing, and uh, I think we did. We 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 slightly brought it up with the Patrick Kane is looking more glowing and glowing as an alternative or in addition to this team. Uh, given the DeBrusque injury. Uh, but yeah, we, we were distracted. You I had a here. great hat. I, I don't think we meant to pave, pave over it. Oh, God. <laughs> now I don't even want to help. <laughs> you and your duck hat. Face but, okay. mask, whatever the... F- but I, I do want to say that... Donald Donald, du- Donald Duck as Freddy the 13th, whatever the hell that Freddy the 13th. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Badger has a very big problem with Chris Wagner, though. I will say, he he do, he does not like he Chris does? Wagner. Yeah, he, he dude, he's anti Wagner. Why they pull Wags up and he and he gets a shot in Anaheim and he plays fine and like, let's be real, he's playing on the fourth line. It's not like we're replacing the first line JD with Chris Wagner, which obviously yeah. we should have because he probably would have put six in the back of the net in one game. But you know, put him on the fourth line, see what happens. He's not a fan. I get the idea. I get the idea that like bring up the top goal scorer, but you're trying to fill a role, not add goals. I hate that that rhymed. But you know what? Yeah. It, you know what it probably it, is that I don't know for a fact, but I'm sure it has something to do with contracts, and I'm sure it has something to do with the amount of people that they can call up 
and and Wagner's probably on a two-way contract and it makes it easier for him not having to um you know there's certain times where a player if they play a certain amount of games they're they lose an, a, a year off the entry-level contract or whatever it may be um so I'm sure it has something to do with juggling that kind of stuff when it comes to calling up guys yeah that's fair uh, and also I love Chris Wagner so we're still just yeah 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 just it's, we're we're big pro Wagner podcast here you know yeah well, I just checked this out shout out shout out to see wags that's our boy hey uh I'm happy he's up one one last thing before uh I let you talk about his Celtics take and then we can flow right into Celtics from there but did you hear this thing about Nosik um not being able to play center no because he so he's he's playing in the lineup but he can't play center because he can't take faceoffs because he has some undisclosed injury but yet he's still playing in the game never heard this before in my life if you're unable to play your position <laughs> why yeah. are you on the ice like I like Nosik don't get me wrong but let another guy get in there and and play that position properly. Like I don't, I don't even understand it. They're like he can't take faceoffs, but he can play the wing. He doesn't like being that close to referees. I don't, I don't know what's the what's the problem. I here? don't know. It's just so strange to me. That is bizarre. Yeah. Like truly, let's 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 give it a second. What could that possibly be? that allows you to play every other facet of the game. Like a hurt arm. My thing, it has to like, be I know a you shoulder. Like back drag and scoop out. Shoulder or a wrist is my guess. Like for face-offs. Like think about the only thing that you okay. you can play the rest of the game, but you can't take a face-off. Are you not just like slapping that dude's wrist every time you're in the game on the other team? Yeah, I don't like, know. Is that not a giveaway? Like, I, It's weird, man. It, I have no proof and I have no way of doing it, but like or figuring it out but it just feels mental <laughs> like it feels like an excuse but yeah all right i'm glad we still got him i mean yeah no i i totally missed the boat on that that is unbelievable yeah it's super weird but i don't know um i don't know let's unpack wait hold on the... well what we're gonna unpack the celtics but let's 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 at least we said we'd catch up to today you saw a fantastic martin luther king day matinee today Six nothing win over the Philly. Let's go. Gritty's crying somewhere. Let's go. It was a it was a great game, um, all around. Obviously, Pasta had two. Um, Martian had one. Zaka had two. Um, and then I think Grizzly had the other one. So, it all around. I mean, it was a lot of it was more scoring again. From different players, Pasta is still on complete fire. Guy can't stop scoring. Multi-goal games is like, if he scores one, he's probably going to score two. Um, so, I mean, it's just, the team is just buzzing, dude. They're, they got everybody going. Like, Felino's in there, uh, wrestling around, fighting people, getting, getting penalties. Greer got a misconduct for, like, and also, Greer, like, let's talk about Greer for a quick second. He's come in. He's been basically what they want him to be, and that's a wrecking ball. He's had a couple bad penalties, but at the same time, we're, it, it's at a point where we can afford it. You know, we can afford to have a, a, a couple, ten minute, a couple halfway through the year. It's amazing. Well, just a I, couple. I just halfway mean, through the year. you know, we're talking about he's he's having these penalties when we're up by four goals. So you know, it it's right. It's to prove a point, and the point is being proven. Like teams are are seeing that. I mean, Felino went after a guy today, and he wanted absolutely no part of him. Um, it, it, you know, the the team is exactly what you want to them to be right now, and, and I hate to say it because yeah. I always want more. But like this team, if they play the way that they're playing, nobody can beat them in the playoffs. They don't need anybody at the deadline. Like they really don't. The only thing that they need is depth in case something happens, in case someone goes down, in case someone gets hurt. But even still, I mean, they have a really solid seventh defenseman in Zaboro. Like, this team is deep, man. Like, that's that's the best part about him, and, and everybody's bought in, um, and Greer included. Zaboro, who's who's been as high as a second line defenseman in this organization already. Yeah. Like, great. It, it's awesome. 
But yeah, overall, great game today. Right, well, that, and there's Swayman with a shutout. There's your too. transition right there. Hey, there we go, Sway. Yep. There we go, Sway. We saw a lot of Swayman when you were here. There's yes. your transition right there. Uh, the Celtics did offload something. Uh, someone, Noah Vonley. He got sent out for cash, or maybe we got a pick out of it. And I'm not sure. But yeah, that that tells me Brad's got something up his sleeves. There were some rumblings that, uh, you know, uh, our boy Kemba Walker, who we love. We don't necessarily love him in Celtics green, but good guy, good player. Uh, He has been released from Dallas. And you had Jason Tatum tweeting about it, you know, doing the looking eye emoji with the, uh, you know, the shamrock emoji after the release. And then after the trade, we got room for him and everything. I think that would have happened if it was going to happen. I don't think President Brad has any interest in that, but President Brad has made himself some room on this roster. Uh, we'll see what he does with that. I, I I think it's... Talk about a team that's also at the head of their league, but can make moves. You know, There are moves to be made for this team. No one really knows what they are, but it is to expand depth. Uh, it is mi- like we're missing something. It's funny because I, I do think if we had Danilo, like there there isn't enough minutes to go around. Right now, there's some extra minutes that get shared amongst a bunch of people. But yeah, I think Brad's got something off his sleeve. Uh, up his sleeve. I don't. I don't think they needed to offload Vonley. He wasn't hurting us or anything, but. They made room for a roster spot, and uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on as we approach, uh, you know, the middle to the end of February when those types of moves have a deadline. I got a question. I've admittedly not been able to watch Mm -hmm. as many Celtics games as I would like so far this year. I've watched a handful. I've watched a good amount, but uh, I mean, we're how many games into the season are we now? 30-something? No, we're over halfway, I think, now. Okay. So I probably watched about twenty, and which is which is not as many as I would like. But um, how's my boy Blake Griffin been doing? Solid. When 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 called upon. So, so Blake hasn't been called upon at all. Is is really the thing? Uh, yeah. As, as soon as once Robert Williams was able to come back in a legitimate capacity, uh, you know, barring Al Horford having to sit out for any reason. And even then, Luke Cornett is the is the big who's looked to immediately. Um, I don't think we're going to see much more Blake down the stretch. The positive note out of that is how amazing Robert Williams is playing. Bob right. Bill, shout out. Uh, he there, there's some stat, and I honestly should have pulled it up. And I'm sorry, everybody, I didn't. But what he's done to our defensive rating and our offensive rebounding is in the month that he's been available now he's pulled us into like the top five in each of those categories yeah it's like and night like and day when five he's out to there. six different categories yeah yeah top three in some of them and then the ones that didn't hit top five he still jumped us about 10 positions it's unbelievable what he brings to this team and he's clearly not even 100 percent yet it's scary i am at the point where even if even if Bob Bill can't play 30 games a year, but he can play the playoffs healthy, we still have him on a bargain for the contract that we have him under. I know we've already talked about this before, but do we ever feel like he's going to be 100% like for real? Like, is he ever going to be 100% again? I don't. I, 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 I've, I've actually given that up. And I would love to be wrong, but I've given up on thinking we'll ever have him for more than 50 games a year. And my point with that is like, that's okay. Almost <laughs> don't try to, right? Don't try to. Yeah. Don't push it. Save him for the playoffs. He's not a hundred percent right now. And he has drastically improved this team, bro. If there was a world where you sit guys until the playoffs, like this would be the number one candidate. It's insane what he's doing just out of left field coming off of a knee injury that he already fixed, but Oh wait, no, he didn't fix. They had to go back in and redo it and all this crap. Unbelievable. What we're getting out of this guy. It's just like, and it's, you have to look at these, like, 
higher stats because like yeah you look at his stat line it's like yeah he's getting the rebounds yeah he's not he's not scoring 10 it doesn't matter we don't need points it's what he's doing on defense it's incredible uh, i love it man it's uh, he, he's been arguably my favorite player for the last few couple of years now and obviously there's you know there's yeah uh there's better skilled players if you like offense and defense you know there's it's different completely but it's just he's so much fun to watch he makes it he he really does change that defense so much that it's like it, I, I don't know i don't know how else to say it other than it's it's night and day when he's out there as far as like when when he was hurt we played all right we played fine we obviously we had a great record up until he was back even um but it's just yeah. such a weapon when he gets back out there that it's like teams teams have to be scared yeah, it's it's not it's truly it's not fair how how much of an impact he's made. He's only been starting for like a week and a half. Right. Like like he's made this night and day difference in the team statistics off the bench. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It it really is. He's just it's like I was worried we ruined him, and then I was like, "This, this isn't gonna work if he can only play fifty games." And now I'm just like, "Don't play him more fifty games." <laughs> like it's the weirdest thing. I like don't want to overplay him. He has such an impact. Like he has the Marcus Smart impact. Marcus Smart impact as a big, and the Marcus Smart impact is things you don't see on the stat sheet. And when you have that from a big, it's way more imposing, right? Especially a guy that we should really hammer this in is six foot nine. Yeah, that's insane. He's listed six nine, sometimes six ten. He plays six eleven at at smallest, and he feels more like a seven foot two guy with how much he gets up and how much he protects the rim and how much he put back slams and how much he offensive rebounds. He is detrimental to the and and just so necessary to this team's success. And we were first in the league without him. Amazing. It really is amazing. It truly is. Shout out Bob Bill. This should we balcony chatter could almost just be the Bob Bill podcast when we cover <laughs> a hockey. It's unbelievable. Uh but to get in get in a little further with with, with Badger there. Uh yeah, I, I hope we grab someone, but what, one thing we should acknowledge here, and Celtics also had a 10 a.m. on the West Coast, 1, 1 p.m. on the East Coast matinee game today, which they won. But since losing 150 to 117 on January 3rd to the Thunder, a very embarrassing loss, we're on a seven-game streak. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, that that let's go. That we got the Warriors really, at home next. That loss really kind of kicked them into gear. Yeah, yeah, and and guess what? OKC did it to the Bucks. I think since then, not as bad, but not much better. You know, OKC can do their thing, and yeah, they didn't have S- SGA. Whatever. It, it, we believe this across sports, right, Andrew? It's we we believe it's like yeah, you gotta you gotta gotta figure out how to lose and bounce back for sure. Hell of a bounce back right here. Hell of a bounce back. Shut down Dallas, you know. Beat the Spurs. Beat Chicago, who's on the rise. Beat New Orleans. Yeah, they didn't have Zion. We didn't have Jalen. Beat Brooklyn. No Durant. We didn't have Jalen. And then Charlotte twice. I'm very high on this team right now. I hope Jalen can come back. Uh, but also, let's give let's give people their rest. I don't know. This team is so deep that we can afford to do it. And I I don't care how hot this take is. I don't think it's hot. I think it's it's obvious. The best pickup in the NBA last season was the Celtics landing Malcolm Brogdon. Huge. Just. It's unreal. And he's fine being off the bench. Are you kidding me? This guy should have an ego that says, maybe I'm better than Jalen Brown. And he's not. But he should have that ego. And he doesn't. And he's fine being behind Marcus or Derek or whatever the case may be. He likes being the sixth man. 
unbelievable. I can't wait to see what it's like when we get the Badgers boy next year. Dude, I think or maybe this year. We'll see. To be honest, like the the dynamic for both Boston teams, like Bruins and Celtics, it feels like it's very similar as far as like you know, there's players even like Blake Griffin like I was saying earlier. These guys are just like whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. Like Taylor Hall's playing on the third line of the Bruins. Like that's absurd right now. But like these guys just want to win. They want to play together. They want to do what what is working. So it's like Everybody on both of these teams is they're just bought in. They're like, let's let's do this thing. Let's let's yeah. make a run. Let's win it all. Like, I don't care if I'm coming off the bench. I don't care if you're sticking me on the third line. Like, there is just a uh everybody's bought in type of feel to both of these teams. No no task too small. And right. one thing I didn't bring up when you asked me about Blake is that he is still amazing for this locker room. Yeah, he is still sure. such a good vet, and he's such a good vibe. And I don't think he cares whether he plays or not. And when he played, he played on par, if not better, than what he did for the Nets last year. And everyone was shocked that he did it for the Nets. Right. It's it, it, it you can't you couldn't ask for a better cast of characters around either of these teams. I fully agree with that, and I think the sky's the limit. And like you know, let's see if we can build up on these teams. Celtics, I'll take a depth piece. If we can't get it, fine. Bruins, I'm with you. We don't really need to do anything. But, but should. But they whatever should. Whatever we do, let's just... Yeah, but whatever we do, let's just make sure they buy into the program. That's all we... That's honestly the biggest thing is chemistry right now. And I think that goes for both teams. Yep. I love it. I love the position that both of the teams are in. And it, it doesn't seem like either one is slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, and I think we should just do this because it is about the time last year. More for the Celtics than the Bruins. Bruins is a complete turnaround. Celtics was, we couldn't believe what happened down the stretch. Yeah. Shout out to the Celtics being where they are right now, and shout out to what they did this time last year, which was go from 10th to 2nd. at the top of the league, and they know that they're not, you know, they know their shit stinks. They're not above it. Just keep riding, keep riding the humble wave, figuring it out, and getting better. But to all you putrid Boston sports fans that are saying that on any end, either of these teams are not doing enough, they're in first place in their respective leagues, please take a seat. You don't know sports. That's what I mean. Like, if, if if you want to point the finger at anyone, you got two other sports teams in Boston right now that could use plenty of it. Need it, need it. Go yeah. over there. Go, go ahead. One and and one of them's probably going to be good. One of them should have made the playoffs this year. Yeah, maybe two. I don't know. Shout out to Ra- I, I. I know we don't talk about it, but I I can't believe we signed Raffy. Amazing. I'm happy he's going to be here for a while. Me too. And for the Pats, six rings, baby. Good. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hanging on. Dude, to I, I, I literally say it at the bar all the time. They go, oh, Pats fan. They're like, oh, how do you feel about it? I'm like, here's how I feel. We could never win again for the rest of my life, yep. and I've already been spoiled more than ever. That's but what sure, I say. if you want my take, <laughs> I like Bailey Zappi. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Matt Patricia probably shouldn't be our offensive coordinator. Like, I can talk about it, but sure. like, at the end of the day, I'm not losing sleep. It's the same thing when people talk, like, trash talk Brady, too. It's like, I think, you know, I think he's going to be okay. I think that if he has yeah. to cry, he can wipe his tears with Lombardi trophies. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny, though, uh, is that he is currently losing 18 to nothing. And. <laughs> the reason it's 18 <laughs> Dallas has scored three touchdowns and I don't know what's going on with their kicker but he's missed every extra point <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's 18 on three touchdowns they've missed every extra point wow. leaving the door open for Brady we'll see let's go no but uh, uh hey good good Celtics question by the Badger this week gotta shout him out 
I I hope I hope there's a there's another shooter drop. It does feel like Brad is at least making himself open open to options. Uh, Noah Vonley was never going to play again. So, and I know he's a hometown guy. Shout out to Noah. Sorry it didn't work out. Hope it works out wherever you end up next. But uh, good to free up that spot. Let's see, let's see how we can bolster in a smart way. If these teams add people, it just needs to be for the same program. They got the right. They have the right recipe. Let's just see it through. Yeah. Exciting times. Very, very exciting. Very exciting times. Yeah. First in both leagues. Is that good? Is that what we got? Let me make sure. Yeah, double check that. Um, Too much shit. All right. Do the math. Celtics are up too. Yeah. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Celtics was really the only one I was worried about. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Boston, 10-point lead. That's it? That's it? Yeah, first in both leagues, I think. I feel like I'm doing chemistry. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're in good shape. Yeah. Living the dream right now if you're a Boston sports fan. So very exciting stuff. Can't wait to to get into this all again next week because I hope, you know, at the beginning of the season here, when we were really winning almost when we went on such a long streak, I was like, well, next week we'll probably have yeah. something bad to talk about. And then it just never happened. It didn't. And we, we figured out how to lose back to back and it's fine. I'm glad. I'm glad we've lost. We need to learn how to lose. Yeah, we do. We, we need to learn how to bounce back. That's the playoffs. You don't sweep through the playoffs. No, you don't. Not gonna happen. And I know that happened in the NBA in the earlier part of this decade, but it's it's over now. The NBA is balanced, and I it's better. It's better being balanced, and it's it's better being the number one team in the league and not feeling like you're the guys who are going to win the championship. It's right. Better that way. It's a better sport that way, and it's don't get comfortable. That's the whole thing. So let's not get comfy. Let's see if we can get better and keep growing. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go dogs. <laughs> Let's go dogs. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Shout out to Badger. Happy New Year. I'm glad your wife let you out of the dog pound. 